0: Hello and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 947 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a terrific show for you today. I really can't wait to get to it, but I will, because first we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender, bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back for Business Talk. As promised, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Diana Zainal. She is the new president of the greater, I'm sorry, Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm dating myself with that name. Diana, how are you today?
1: I'm wonderful, George. How are you?
0: I'm great. Good to have you with us on the show today. You know you haven't started yet. You're due to start, I believe, the day after the 4th of July. Is that correct?
1: That's right. It's finally coming up. It seems like it's been a long time. I'm ex- I'm really excited to get to get started.
0: Okay. Well, I couldn't wait to, to get you on the show. So we're actually jumping the gun a little bit. But that's great. Happy to have you on board here in Springfield. Uh, this is a, an exciting time for Springfield and, and for Chambers and and for you. Uh, start by telling us those of our listeners who may not be familiar with your story. Um, Tell us you now with the Franklin County Chamber of Commerce. So tell us how you happened to become there and, and what the, is bringing you to the Springfield position now.
1: You know, I started um, my, my career in public service um, working for a, a local small town, the town of Hatfield. From there, I worked for a municipal attorney. I then went to work for Hampshire County back when we actually had county government back in the day, George. And from there, ended up working um, for a state representative Peter Cocott, who I'm sure you you remember was a wonderful man. Worked for him for the entire length of his service until he passed away as his district director. That's where I really cut my teeth on learning about workforce development, economic development, you know, the importance of community organizations and nonprofits and the importance of public and private partnerships. And and how all of that fits into to, to economic development. I also was able to develop during that time really important relationships with key stakeholders from throughout the region. So then, after Rep. Cocott passed, that's when I I went up to came up to Franklin County um, to to lead the chamber up here, and and all of those things you know have been so helpful in in this in in in, in helping me execute our mission up here, um, which is similar to all chambers of, you know, being a catalyst for, um, you know, economic development, making sure our communities are thriving.
0: Talk about uh, chamber management for a moment, just for those who, who don't know what goes into running a chamber uh, and then and talk a little bit about transitioning from obviously what is a, a fairly small chamber, although a large chamber uh, region-wise, covering all of Franklin County to one that is also regional, but, Again, probably exponentially uh, larger in terms of population.
1: Right. So actually, um, you're right. Franklin County is a large area. We actually have about the same number of members, believe it or not, as the Springfield Regional Chamber, right around 400. Um, So, so we do we do pretty well there. You know, I think that the main, in in my opinion, you know, the main focus of a, a chamber is communication and relationships. So. All chambers are a little bit different, but I, I think you'll find most do focus on that and, and business support um, and how you, you know, through events can can facilitate networking and collaboration among members, you know, giving businesses some visibility through your membership directories, your website, member spotlights, um, you know, all of those types of things. Um, business-to-business relationships, um, business-to-community relationships, Um those are all things that, that most chambers focus on, um, even though everybody, each chamber sort of has its, its own little flavor. And I've had the chance to work with a lot of my chamber colleagues from across the region. So it's really interesting to see um, the differences among chambers. You know, the Springfield Chamber, I'm really excited because it adds to that long list of things, the legislative advocacy that they work on, which is really um, important and something I'm excited to, to be a part of.
0: We're going to come back and talk a lot about Chambers and their role, their function, and, and what may have changed during the pandemic for the better in terms of Chambers. But let's talk a little bit about Springfield first. This is uh, You're from this region. Uh, you spent a lot of time working here, uh, perhaps not so much in Handon County and Springfield. Uh, talk about Springfield a little bit and um, what you know about it and what you need to learn.
1: I, I certainly know that I don't know everything about Springfield, um, but I also know that I've had dozens of um, you know, local businesses and community leaders you know, offer to help me with that, which is really exciting. I mean, Springfield is the economic engine of Western Massachusetts, and we need to um, you know make sure that we're always at the forefront, always at the cutting edge of what's happening, um, both in the business sector legislatively, you know, that's how we can really make sure that we're staying competitive regionally, that we're making sure we're getting the infrastructure investment we should be having here in Western Massachusetts. So, you know, Springfield, it has so much going for it. There's been so much revitalization in the area. You know, the the sectors of healthcare and education and tourism and hospitality, manufacturing all of those things are, are, are so vital and so critical here. So I'm really looking forward to, to really diving in um, and learning, learning all of those things that I don't know, and then putting some fresh eyes on the chamber and, and on the region.
0: Can you talk about the Springfield Chamber for a couple minutes, what you do know about kind of the state of the chamber uh, report in terms of membership, vitality? Obviously, it's been a difficult time for all chambers, Because of the pandemic, there have been fewer live events. There have been few of those ways to to reach out and touch members directly. But we'll talk in a minute about um, the communication piece and and the way Chambers kind of rose to the the fore during the pandemic. But just talk a little bit about Chambers in general and and the Springfield Chamber.
1: Well, I mean, I (laughs) I think that there was a real affirmation of the value of Chamber membership Particularly during the the uh, pandemic, because I know in Franklin County, when my when we went into the shutdown and my phone was ringing, it was non members reaching out. Because again, getting back to that communication piece and how important it is, you know, members of chambers were getting a lot of information during during this time this this tumultuous time time of uncertainty about. I remember back all the, the questions about the payroll protection program and who qualified and how you process that. And so I think, I, you know, in terms of this, the Springfield Chamber in particular, I do know that um, they had 50% more new members last year than in previous years. Again, I think that that speaks to the value of a chamber in, in times of, uh, in tough times uh, and and the Springfield regional chamber has an exceptionally high member retention rate. It's about 93.5% and it's the national average is about 86%. So that means that there's real value to that membership and businesses see that, appreciate it and, and stay on board.
0: Prior to the pandemic though, you know, a lot of chambers were, were struggling. Uh, membership was was down at many of them and, uh I don't know if it's a, a generational thing, but um, it was seemed to be not as strong a connection between the business community and chambers before. Maybe it took a pandemic to kind of re-educate people about the value of chambers and the, the functions that they play. Would that be overstating it, perhaps? Or I
1: mean, if my, if what I've seen, it might be overstating it a little bit. I, I felt like the, the our regional chambers, or, you know, our chambers across the region, I should say, All were fairly strong, again, because they all have created their own unique way to serve their members and provide member value. But certainly, you know, the pandemic really did shine a spotlight on how critical it is to be part of that larger group and and have that support and have that information that was so important.
0: Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking to Diana Zainal. She is the incoming president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we've been talking about uh, her new position, chambers in general, all kinds of good things. So uh, moving forward, I suppose your, your calendar is filling up with appointments already. What What is on your to-do list?
1: Well, you know, certainly meeting as many people as I can um, because that's going to really inform me and, and let me know, you know, what what people need, what's on people's minds. It's time to take a look at the chamber strategic plan. The last one was done three years ago. It would be time anyway, but of course, with everything that's happened in the last two and a half years, it's a really good time to to reevaluate, you know, the mission of the chamber and, and how we're we're meeting that mission. So that's that's pretty high on my priority list. Really looking forward to learning as much as I can about the region, not just Springfield, but it's a regional chamber. All of the other communities, large and small, it's really important um, that we focus on all of those things. So I, I've got a big to-do list, George, but I can't wait to dive into it.
0: Well, the pandemic did uh, put a lot of programs on the shelf, and it put some uh, that were live and in-person on the remote side. So we're talking about bringing some of those back, starting with the Super 60. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the annual meeting just happened. That was in person, which was really wonderful. It was my first opportunity to speak to members, um, both informally in a networking situation and and as a speaker. Um, So I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to, to make that contact in person. And certainly, I mean, the plan moving forward is that everything will be in person again. And and as you know, George is such a great list of events that the chamber um, does host. You mentioned Super Sixty Outlook, of course, is
0: a, oh,
1: gosh, such an amazing event. I've actually been going to that for years and in, in different capacities. Um, the the Beacon Hill and Washington summits, the government reception, Mayor's um, forum all of those things are it's just so important to get back to that because again, it's that source of information and then that opportunity for businesses to be together, form those collaborations and those relationships. So I'm looking forward to to really being back full steam.
0: Well, Outlook that, excuse me, Outlook was the last event before the pandemic arrived. I remember mm-hmm. that vividly and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we missed doing that in person, so it would be good to have that back. So
1: I was I was there. And really that you're right. It going. was right before. It was the week I think Absolutely. that everything started shutting down.
0: The so Super sixty. Do we have a, a schedule in mind for that yet?
1: There is a date. I don't have it with me. I believe there is a date. I think the deadline for submitting is July 31st for submitting um, nominations to that.
0: So. Nancy Creed, who's still with the chamber for a few more days. Uh, I think one of her great strengths was was making sure that the voices in Western Massachusetts, or our voice in Western Massachusetts, let's call it one voice, was heard in Boston. And mm-hmm. I, I know people are looking forward uh, to you being able to carry on with that work. Uh, how can we make sure that uh, we continue to Make sure that that voice is heard out here. Mm -hmm.
1: I I first want to say I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, she has just been tremendous in that area and and really every area. So I have to give, um, you know, huge credit to Nancy for a lot of the all of the great things that are happening at the chamber. And you're right. She was um, and is still a a great voice um, for this region. The way you do that is by engaging your legislators um, and forming good relationships with, with state agencies. And, um, but the, the legislative piece of it is really important, and that's where the Springfield Regional Chamber really has a leg up because they spend so much time um, making sure that they have put together a really solid legislative ad- agenda that supports um, you know, what businesses need and, and making sure that um, you know, th- this voice at this end of the state is heard. It's really important.
0: Are there priorities that you're going to bring to the not just for Springfield, but for the business community in this region? Um,
1: what I love is that the, this agenda and this list of priorities is actually created by the membership right. um, through a survey at the beginning of each legislative session. So for me, I can't wait to hear what, what those priorities are. Um, but I think you know. Obviously, um, you know we need to look at um, things that are the inhibitors to economic prosperity, mm-hmm. and focusing on making sure that we can, um, you know, overcome those things. Whether they're transportation, you know, childcare has become a, a real um, tough issue these days. Childcare is is very difficult to find. There can be educational barriers. We know that workforce. Um, there's a huge shortage in the workforce. There was before the pandemic in Western Mass, and it's just been exacerbated by everything that's happening. So, you know, I'm I'm really interested to hear what of those things you know our members really want to focus on. You know, there look at the challenges that businesses are facing these days that they didn't have to before. Supply chain issues, fuel prices are going to be crushing to some businesses. So. Um, member driven agenda is really important to me. So I'll be looking forward to, you know, seeing, seeing what, what really, what, what is the priority for businesses out here?
0: So your business owners in in Franklin County, I'm sure they're talking to you still, Uh, they're telling you that the workforce crisis is still with us and still a major issue. Um, what, what What specifically are they telling you?
1: I mean, it, it, it is a huge issue. And I think, um, you know, the employers that are able to offer some flexibility to employees are going to be the ones that retain them. you know, people are struggling with different things. as I mentioned, child care, you know it's we again, we've always had a, a deficit of child care in in western mass but now it's it's even worse. So how is an employee supposed to balance working when they don't have reliable child care so, yeah, businesses are, are are definitely struggling with it. Um, I, I think that that's something that will go on for a while. So I think that, you know, we really need to be creative with our solutions.
0: All right. Talk about this from a personal perspective with the in a career challenge perspective. Obviously you're taking on a, a new and different challenge, similar to the one that you're in, but, but it is different. So uh, what are you looking forward to the most?
1: Uh, you know, I really love connecting with people and learning about their business, learning about what their business needs. Uh, I, I just I absolutely love um, you know that aspect of any job. That's why I loved working in, with, with Peter Kokot because I did so much constituent work. Um, so that's what I'm really looking forward to. I, I don't see any of you know I, I, I don't t- look at things as challenges. I always look at them as opportunities. So there's a lot of opportunity here. And, um, and I am looking forward to learning a little bit more about a, a part of Western Mass that I have a very, a, a, obviously, a basic knowledge of. I mean, I've lived here my whole life, um, but learning a little bit more and, um, and, and just being out in the community and, and being part of Springfield, which is just such a, you know, just a vital place.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to check back in, oh, maybe six months or so see how we're doing. And um, again, good luck to you. Congratulations on getting the position and and good luck moving forward. It's a big job. It's a very important job. and uh, We're looking forward to seeing how you do. Um,
1: I'm honored to have it. And I really can't wait to get started.
0: Okay. Well, again, good luck to you. Thank you for being our guest today. Again, we'll have you on soon and we'll we'll reconnect and talk about uh, everything that you've gathered so far. Thank you. All right. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.